Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Got another dude! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award. Ultimate dudes. Got another dude. O-line you, bunch of dudes. Lot of dudes. Yeah. Another dude in the house. Welcome to the Lot of Dudes podcast, season one, episode twelve. Big bad Dave Doran and the Wolfpack huffed and they puffed and they blew BC's house down on Saturday, outlasting the Wounded Eagles by a score of seventeen to fourteen. The defeat ends BC's three-game win streak, and despite outplaying the number 23 team in the country without their starting QB and the best defensive player in the country, the loss has left many Fairweather fans crying wolf, Matt. On today's episode, we'll break down what went wrong versus the pack, talk due to pood, maybe even sneak in some basketball talk, and we'll get you ready for the fuck fest at Fenway this weekend. Yeah, and as if this, as if, you know, this week couldn't have gotten any worse, uh, this is a little bit of a flu game for me. I went for a run in 40-degree temperatures the other night. Definitely uh, caught cold, as they say in the old days. So that's why you don't exercise. Again, I don't want to make this episode about me, but kind of kicking me when I'm down. Uh, you know, feel a little achy, so uh, just, just I, bear with me, and, and your thoughts and prayers are appreciated. I haven't been sick since the second grade. I actually had perfect attendance throughout high school. Got an award for that. Helped get me into college. Um, so sorry that you don't have a, a strong of a, a immune system. Yeah, there, we Matt. can't all be we can't all be dudes of the week. So, uh, but you know, I think honestly, this was this was honestly about as disappointing of a ball game as we could possibly draw up. You know, I think there was a lot of talk going into the game where NC State is you know credit like they're absolutely a good team, but they gave us a million chances to to win that game. And we didn't take it. Um, you know, there was talk going into the game where if it was a hard fought game and you know our offense still looked good, but we ended up losing by three points. But you know, at three points, that was actually uh, you know, a good performance. People could live with that. Uh, but I think the way this, this broke out was, was just an absolute nightmare. Again, like I said, I mean, there were, there were so many opportunities to take this game. I mean, I could count, you know, at least six off the top of my head. Uh, and so, every so single could, one went by the wayside. So could they, right? I mean, no, they gave us the game. They absolutely, yeah, we just didn't take any of those they, opportunities. They missed, they missed three field goals. Yep. Um, but, but at the end of the day, bottom line is they're the number 23 team in the country. You know, they, they've had a, a really heck of a year. Um, they have three very, very good players. Um, and we hung with them and, and quite frankly, looked like a better team for much of the game until, you know, at least until Brown got hurt and all hell kind of broke loose. Um, so people are saying, yeah, you know, we, we, it was a winnable game. We should have won and we blew it. Just true. But how about we focus on the bright side just, just for a second here and say, Hey, we, we hung very tight and should have beat the number 23 team in the country. That's where the state of the program is. I think there's yeah. a lot of positives in that. Again, though, I, I think that a, you know, and we've talked about this all year. No, NC State is is just not the twenty third best team in the country. I know the rankings. Well, say now, that, the, but now they're not. Now, now 19, they're 19, 19 best team. Yeah. yeah. So, but right. I think honestly, I mean, if you watch that game, you know, at, at no point were you saying this is, you know, this is a dominant team. And again, it wasn't. You know, obviously, again, BC's defense played well enough. Uh, they did a good job. They, you know, forced mistakes. But at the same time, it wasn't like 
you know, they were, they were this stifling team and we were just kind of, you know, getting some good bounces. I mean, they were, they played very poorly and they gave that game up a hundred times and we just couldn't grab, you know, we really needed to just grab like one opportunity. Uh, we couldn't do that. So that's why it's so disappointing for me. I think this is a, a huge missed opportunity. This would have been a humongous win. Um, I don't know if it would have gotten us, you know, votes in some polls, but I think it would have gotten us at least looked at. Uh, and again, now I think we're, we're, you know, a year away from that. Obviously there's a ton of positives to take out of this team still, do, but do we, do we win the game without, if Brown stays healthy, if he stays in the game? I mean, that's, that's hard to say. I mean, I think so. Because oh, come on. We, we were, didn't move the ball. Yeah, I, I think so because our office didn't move the ball when Wade get in and Wade got in and we'll get into that. But, uh, I, or, I also don't think that excuses, I don't think that excuses us not taking advantage of any of the other opportunities that are on the table. Do we win the game if Landry's in there? You know, I mean, we were. Well, that we're, one, that one's not as strong because our defense, you know, defense, top, they, right? I mean, they, they, they didn't, they didn't play great. It wasn't on the, the way our offense is clicking. I agree, I agree, but I'm just saying here. Who would have thought that? You know, looking back from last year, you know, we, we've improved, right? So everyone said we lost by margin of 200 points to ranked teams last year. Here we are playing, you know, a good NC State team that's hung tough with Clemson, that's been, you know, ranked for for all all season long. And, you know, we played them tough and we should have won. I, that's the part I'm focusing on. I know there's stuff that, that, you know, we went for maybe an ill-advised play call on fourth down, stuff like that. You can nitpick all day. Something happened at, at, at the end of the first half that everyone is, is, is arguing every single direction at that point that I don't understand. We get more into that. My pood. Um, but but it, let's let's just take a step back. This team's come a long way. They're all freshmen. Our quarterback got hurt. We don't have the reigning defensive player of the year from last year. Um, and we still should have won that game. So that's where my head's at. I know I'm, um, you know, I was silver spoon, you know, Matt over here, but or silver, uh, what's, what's the silver lining, Matt? Silver lining, yep, silver lining, Matt. <laughs> um, but, but that's that's the part I'm, I'm trying to focus on more than a couple plays, you know, a break that could have gone here and there um, and that would have swung the game. So I'm dis- disappointed, obviously, but um, – Let's take a step back on the refire Daz again. Well, I think the I think the frustrating part is that, you know, there was a time and a place in this season where a moral victory would have been, you know, tremendously welcomed. Uh, but I think credit to this team and credit to the year that they've you know put together so far and, and specifically over the last month. But I, I don't really respect the moral victory anymore. Um, I think what we saw over the last month gave us a higher expectation. And again, look, I I, I agree with you. We win this game if Brown doesn't go down, but. I still don't think that's necessarily an excuse for missing all of these opportunities. So I think it's just frustrating because this was a golden opportunity for us to get that bowl win. And by the way, still stare, you know, uh, seven wins in the face, uh, or I'm sorry, eight wins in the face. And, you know, now obviously with Wade and we'll talk about it a little bit, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to have to claw to seven, by the way, just a quick note. Uh, I got some feedback last week. I've said, obviously way too much. It's kind of my, if you've noticed, there's a trend over the course of this podcast where I think both you and I have kind of fallen in love with a different word, you know, every, What's every two my weeks word? or so. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm sure you have one. Uh, but Some, obviously sometimes I, I say got, the F word a lot. Yep, that'll do it. Obviously was the one that I got a lot of uh, a lot of heat for. So uh, I've done it a couple times so far this episode, but it's a work in progress. Again, flu game. Don't blame me. A um, couple, couple things here just to – and I, I don't want to give away my pood, but – this fan base just drives me nuts, Matt. They, they, they are so uneducated, and this is kind of making me into our target like audience. Yeah, I don't like this, this here. Is, this is probably a bad way to go about it, but there's a select few people out there that, that don't know what they're talking about, and it drives me nuts. And we're saying we're playing not to win, or we're playing too conservative. If anything, it was it was the opposite, right, Matt? I mean, we, we went for it on fourth down four times. Um, you know, obviously the, the game plan had to change when Brown went out, and Wade went in, and that was right around the time where they realized that, um, you know, 
AJ Dillon is actually one of the best players in the country and they should stack the box. Um, but it, it's, it becomes a tough defense when they're stacking the box with their backup quarterback in there um, with Chubb coming around on the other side. So if, if you try to pass it, you know, you got to get rid of it quick, which, you know, Wade obviously looked like deer in the headlights at, at, at certain points. Um, but at the end of the day, if Brown stays in there, I think we win that game, you know, pretty handily. Right. So, well, you know, I don't have any I don't necessarily have any issues with the uh, aggressiveness approach. I think we'll and I do want to touch on it. There was, I think, a lot of stupidity in, in some of the decisions. But at no point was, you know, as watching that, was I saying, all right, you know, they're just turtling or they're just trying to get into the half. I think that, you know, the specific obviously one uh, there went obvious again. God damn it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm actually now I'm starting to notice. <laughs> now you're going to think about it. Now you're thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> the, the biggest one was certainly the final drive in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, they, they tried to be aggressive and they threw it three or four times, whatever. I don't know if they went four downs yeah. or they punted, but, no, but they did. at the yeah, same they did. time, why are we not, why do we not have the, again, as you said, the best player on the field, you know, he's got to be in the game couldn't run there. the football because that's when they started to shut it down, Matt. And if you look at the, the, you know, the drives in the second half, it was, it was, you know, Dylan where he had been getting, you know, five to 10 yards of carry, he was down to you know, two yards of carry, getting stuffed or, you know, getting a four-yard loss. They had to pass the football. There was only three minutes left to go. Should he have been out there for a play? Yeah, I guess. Um, but, you know, he obviously hasn't shown that he can catch the football. So, um, you know, maybe you throw Levy out there, right, because I don't want Hillman out there anymore. But you throw Levy out there, maybe you do a screen to him. I'm, I'm okay with that. But I think at that point in the game, they had to start tossing the ball around. They're not, you're not going to get in a field goal range, Um you know, running up the middle and, and, and no, stuff. No, no, so they had to the do middle, something. But, but the, and, and that's been a frustrating thing as well with the game plan. Up the middle, just, and I don't know if it's just the running backs we have or, or what the line's doing or whatever. Up the middle running has just not worked all year. When we go outside, that's when we get. <laughs> yeah, but you can't throw that up the, out the window, Matt. I mean, no, you got to keep ex- the defense off. Yeah, honest. but it, that's fine. I mean, if, if you want to run, you know, outside the tackles and then throw, that's a, that's a good balance. Uh, the other thing that frustrated me was why the game plan with Wade, this game was so different than the game plan that worked with him against Louisville. Um, I don't know if he just, you know, kind of, kind of Louisville's froze. defense is garbage. And NC but the State game plan the was completely defenses. different against Louisville. He was doing these, he was doing these quick, you know, uh, you know, two-step rollouts and hitting Sweeney for five yards. And that just, that worked. And yeah, obviously Louisville's got a bad defense, but they didn't try that. Instead, he sat in the pocket for 10 seconds until Chubb came on his blind side every other snap. And, and yeah. you know, he avoided a broken ankle, I'm sure, you know, 10 times that game. So <laughs> that was a little frustrating to me. Uh, you know where his, his strengths and, more importantly, his weaknesses are. Uh, and I think that, that the game plan there was not well adjusted, you know, as, as well as I think it, as it probably should have been. So that was frustrating to watch too. You know, it did feel like, kind of BC of old there where they got the ball and you just didn't really have, you know, much, much hope. Uh, there. Oh only, no, I, I knew they were toast. Right. right. And their only score Even when they got in was after the, was after the, what was it? A, I think the Schwab pick. Um, <laughs> no, it was the, uh, the, the beat, the backwards pass. Oh, right, 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 right. Which is again, another idiotic play, but at least that wasn't, that wasn't on us. But yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think the play calling with, with Wade was frustrating. You got to blame that on Daz too. No, it wasn't. Take it easy. Uh, you know, the three lost field goals, we'll say, uh, with the bad snap, that was, that was too bad. Um, and then I, I, I strongly disagree, obviously, with that. This obvious thing is going to murder me, by the way. Uh, I strongly disagree with the fourth down play call on Wade's first snap. We, I, you, want, you want to talk about that right now, Matt? It, that was, again, it, that, first of all, you can't run the play that worked against this exact same team two years in a row. That's just not how football works, number one. Number two, again, we have the best running back in the country. And at that yeah. point, the run was still working just fine. So at least why not have you know, Dylan because in there to make a decision. Hilleman stinks. 
or kick the 17 yard field goal right, and, and, right. and get the three points that would take us to overtime. And, oh, okay. Right. Monday morning court, you can Monday morning quarterback the shit out of that. Obviously, if you can't agree with that call. We, we you can't points. agree with that call. You can agree with going for fourth down, but you cannot agree with that play call. I, Matt, and I'll tell you what, I, I can actually agree with it. And here's why: Wade came in. Everyone in the world knew that it was going to be a run up the middle with Dylan. So you can't do that because they have a very they have a great front seven, Matt. They, that would have been stuffed nine times out of ten. Could you kick it there? Yeah, that would have been that would have been fine. But also, you know, we're playing NC State. We're driving down the field. Let's get a let's get a let's get a touchdown, Matt. That play should have worked. The NC State, you know, obviously read it very well. But I, I think you had to do something other than run it up the middle. And and by the way, I mean, Wade obviously couldn't complete anything else. So you had to do something different. I actually like the play call. If it worked, it would have been awesome. Um, and it's also not. Maybe that was Adazio, but let's let's think about who's calling the plays. Adazio does not call the plays. Yeah, this that was a lot. There's a lot. He, he, he admitted. That was, he admitted in the press conference yeah, that call. that was him. It was his call, and maybe that's yeah. him covering for. No, it's not. That was that yeah, was Tim Tebow jump pass. Yeah, exactly. Adazio and Oliver. But yes. overall, let's let's just remind ourselves who's calling the play. Adazio was a is a not a not a micromanager. It's Loeffler that's you know designing the game plans for these quarterbacks, or at least executing the game plans. Well, I just um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna disagree with the micromanage. I think except for the last month, I think he's uh, been pretty hands on. But that's he's, another. We, he's we're not never, he's never called. Here. He's never called a play in his life. He's he's responsible for the, the macro view, calling the timeouts, that type oh, of stuff. God it's help us, by the way, it's, if Daz <laughs> is on, is on time management, God help us all. Listen, it's 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 Loeffler's call, I, and I agree they should have. You know, obviously, you know, had more protection to, to Wade's blind side specifically. Uh, I thought they, they did a bad job there. But it's it's hard to it's hard to prepare for losing your, your starting quarterback. Obviously, we're seeing that Florida State all hell breaks loose when you when you lose your, your starting guy. I thought they they still hung on hung in there. Specifically, the defense played great, um, and they lost a winnable game that and it sucks. But kudos to them for for being in it to begin with and staying in it against a very good NC State team. Well, I, I certainly don't think you and I are going to uh, see completely eye to eye here. So I think uh, we can Matt, probably what if the wrap ju- what up. If the, what if the jump pass worked, though? And you, everyone, you know, he'd be coach of the year. Yeah, it, it would have been. But the odds of that working were, were I would say, certainly not in uh, the favor of us. So that's the problem there. Yeah, if it worked, it would have been incredible. If they ran a fake field goal, if, if the bad snap was intentional and that, and that worked, that would have been awesome, too. But these things are just not how... The real world works. Uh, the, the the disappointing part here is, again, I think coming into this, we were uh, staring nine wins with the bowl win squarely in the face, a trip to Nashville or some other top tier bowl. Uh, the unfortunate reality, again, with Wade is that six and six is now uh, very much back in the picture. Obviously, you know, with that final game up in Q's, if they have bowl eligibility on the line, that does not make me feel all too comforting. So. Uh, that's really frustrating. I think. Now that the game doesn't matter, we're gonna we're gonna blow cues out because now it doesn't. I think it, well, it does matter because it's gonna be the it's basically gonna be a playing game for the pinstripe bowl. If 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 cues, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. If we have the same record as cues, I mean, they're gonna get picked a thousand times out of a thousand over us. So especially with us going two years ago and them being you know such a big such a big footprint here. So uh, disappointing all around. You know, I think I'm, I'm happy that we have UConn this week and, and we'll get into that in a minute. That's definitely a good uh, bounce back game, but uh, definitely too bad and, and left a bad taste. Uh, in all of our mouths for the past five days or so. All right, that's uh, that's probably enough NC State for for 2017. We'll we'll see you guys next year. Um, my dude of the week um, is going to be God, specifically the the special teams gods, Matt, um, for giving Dave Dorn uh, just a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, he on, on the special that. teams. He handled that whole. It was a delay game. I think every single time they they tried to uh, attempt to kick uh, a field goal. 
Um, Daz was obviously, you know, playing around with the kicker, icing him three straight times. That was awesome. It, it was I awesome. It did not that. work, but I, I did, I did enjoy it. The bar was, I haven't heard it as loud as, uh, I heard it when he called that third straight timeout and the guy made it again that time. Uh, if you were, if you were to end up missing that on his fourth try, that would have been probably an all time moment. It was just, it was just poetic because everyone knows. I mean, if you know anything about NC state and or about anything, you know that Dave Dorn is just an awful human being. He's a terrible guy. And it was great to see, you know, special teams are, are kind of like the, you know, anything can happen, karma type of type of unit. So to see that things were going, especially in the first half, things were going as badly for Dave Dorn as they were, um, that just put a smile on my face, Matt. Hey, just to play a little devil's advocate here, if uh, special teams are kind of where karma comes into play, what happened on that uh, last snap to Jeff Smith there? Yeah, and so so that's what goes around comes around. Thanks sort of God. Thing. Thanks for nothing, God. <laughs> they they giveth and they and they take it away there, Matt. I guess so. Uh, my dude of the week is switching gears from basketball, or uh, I'm sorry, from football over to basketball. My dude of the week is going to be Teddy Hawkins. Uh, he is our fifth year grad transfer this year, and so far through the first three games, as I'll get into in a minute, uh, he's been you know pretty much lights out, single handedly led a huge not a huge comeback, but a comeback last night to run away with. Uh, you know, a 25 point win. We've had a few fifth years over the past, uh, I want to say three years. One of them was horrible. Eli Carter was terrible. He was, you know, supposed to be so good. Tavy last year was, was fine. Um, but Teddy Hawkins actually seems like a difference maker. That was kind of what he was touted as when, when we got him. So definitely happy to have him. Uh, very fortunate to have, you know, some experience size, um, you know, on our, on our sidelines. Uh, so hopefully he leads to a more successful year throughout the course of the season. Well, I, I would say it's already more successful because we haven't lost to um, the likes of Hartford. Yes, that is true. Um, and who else did we lose? We to? had our, no, our, our our season opening loss last year was in the same night as the Florida State game. It was the worst, of, and it was it was maybe the worst that? loss. I, I'm not going to know it off the top of my head, but it was uh, LSU it, State Southern Southeastern. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up here. Hang on, give me a second. Oh, Nichols State. That's right, Nichols State. Yeah, it was Nichols State, and then they lost to uh, they lost to Sacred Heart, I think. Um, although this Google schedule they lost really they lost but. to both teams. Um, yeah, they lost to most. So yeah, they lost to Richmond. So again, I mean, you know, with a, a convincing twenty five point win over uh, or whatever the number was, it was around twenty five points last night uh, over Sacred Heart. It's definitely a, a step in the right direction, and three and zero feels good. I think that's yeah, nice. And- yeah, so, so anytime your best player can go one for 14 um, from the floor, that's always, you know, great against Sacred Heart. Looking forward to what uh, look, looking forward to what Jerome Robinson can do um, against the likes of Duke and, and the rest of the ACC. Your, your negativity here is, is really quite something. I know this is all a defense mechanism for Daz because you don't want that, you don't want football to be kind of the laughing stock of, of Boston College. But uh, just enjoy this one for a minute, man. I mean, we we're 3-0 and for the first time in God knows how long. Robinson didn't have a, a great game, but the team still won by 25 points. That's something to celebrate. All right, it's Sacred Heart, pal. Let's uh, let's pump the brakes just a little bit here. Um, okay, that's that's enough basketball talk. Well, get all well, don't spoil system. it. No, I got a little more coming, so you can uh, you can jump into your dude or poo, and then I'll I'll keep rolling. All right. Um, I already kind of gave away my poo here, Matt, but it's just uh, just how how and I don't want to use the word stupid, but just how infuriating um, BC fans are. Um, Again, I don't like you painting with a broad brush here. I think that's uh, specifically I think that's not fair when you're when you're on the uh, you're you're so much on the offensive here. You're the you're playing kind of the opposite card. Maybe yeah, maybe I'm the stupid one. I don't yeah, think that's maybe. true though, Matt. Maybe. I think it's and I have a theory. I think it's it's all these BC fans that were off the bandwagon. Then we won three in a row and we beat Florida State. Now everyone's back on the bandwagon and they forgot that everyone else actually likes Daz now. So we're still going to hate on Daz specifically 
um, BC fake Baldwin, who was, if you guys remember, he's the petition guy who's who, allegedly you know, who had the yeah, allegedly mad. I'm pretty sure based on his responses that that was the same guy. Um, but basically, we got in a, a pretty a pretty heated Twitter fight with uh, with fake Baldwin, which is just a, a wild thing to to think about. But um, basically, he was just rooting against the hometown Eagles, which you hate to see that, right? I mean, let's let's get even though I just did that against against the basketball. Yeah, you did. Team. Get out but, of here. <laughs> yeah, talk about both sides of your mouth. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I mean, he he was he was rooting hard against against the guys, and um, I sort of laid out all the reasons. He he was he was he was asking you know what is Dazio Adazio Donda, you know not get fired and I laid all the reasons out and how dumb it would be to fire him which everyone agrees with at this point well, except for a select few yeah. um, at least prior to that game you're a little people... again I think you're you're definitely a little bit more biased here than the rest so so careful with the everyone uh, but but keep yeah going. was was everyone not fully on board was ninety percent of the fan base not fully on board after the th- the three game win streak I think I think the important thing to say there would be that if it continued to look the way it looked, I think obviously well, if, they're not going to win every single game. Adam. No, I, mean, I get that. I get that. But if he went out and and reverted back to what we saw kind of at the start of the year and lost his final three games, I think a lot of people would feel differently if we finished at uh, you know five and seven rather than you know what we all thought could have been you know an eight and four year. So anyway, fake Baldwin, you know, gave us a bunch of BS about um, how he's had enough time and how even though we have the best player in the country in AJ Dillon. Um, as a freshman, and he's probably going to transfer if Daz leaves. We should still fire Daz and start over and hire someone else. So um, that's my pood. It's really put me in a dark place. Um, I will also say, I, I, I think that I think that you're definitely a little high on the uh, transfer train if a coach leaves. Obviously, yeah, there's yeah, a chance that's of it. A, that's there's such obviously a chance, gun. Of it. It's there's such a chance of it. Gun. There's a chance of it, but it's again, there's a reason that when coaches get fired or leave, you know, the entire. Yeah, fifty-three man roster doesn't pack up and, and leave campus the next day. Well, a lot of the good ones do because they'll have offer, offers elsewhere, and he'll have he can go anywhere in the country. Obviously, right? Michigan will be like, yeah, sorry, uh, we said you couldn't be a running back. You can be a running back. Sorry about that. Um, so anyway, just saying. Uh, why don't you go? That was my pood, but what, what do you got? Yeah, so I'll do I'll do mine back to back here because they're related. So our pood is is us. Uh, we did not mention BC basketball starting last week. That's just like a really bad job. Uh, pood is you. They played they played Maine. Sorry. Yeah, but I think the season starts is still worth it's still worth discussing here. Again, I know you're you're so anti uh, BC basketball. The only <laughs> this team is going to get old more, pretty quick. The only it? team you hate more is BC baseball for some reason, but uh, BC basketball you're also equally negative on, uh, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But love the, yeah. love the hockey team though. Uh, yeah, I guess I you like that I like the you. good teams, Matt. I like hockey. Like, you have legends like Coach York and, and Coach Adazio. I like hockey and football. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to put Adazio <laughs> the same class as York. Okay, just glad we're glad we're uh, we know what we're dealing with here. Um, so yeah, bad job by us. I mentioned basketball in, in the uh, kind of first week leading up to leading up to the year here. At least just kind of giving the guys a quick shout out. Uh, other poot here is us thinking that Wade was a good quarterback at the start of the year. Uh, that that just looks stupider and stupider by the minute. That's that's really all I have to say there. Uh, well, Matt, if you remember the spring game, he looked so good in the spring game. How did that work out? He looked very good in mop up duty too. This was his first bad game, and it was very bad. Um, we don't know why, but I agree. If you, if you have the same game plan. That, that you did against Louisville. I mean, I'm not worried about UConn, and more more on that later, but there's no way. I mean, I could go in there and play quarterback. And well, we, I, I agree. UConn, right? right, but you're so, not a good quarterback, so so neither is he. And that's all I'm saying. He's just not, I'm not he's a not bad a quarterback. quarterback. I threw a lot of picks. Like you're a lot of picks. I threw a lot of picks. Yep. Um, but I wasn't a bad quarterback. I was, I was a game manager, Matt, but I threw a lot of picks, too, which is yeah, really that's a the opposite combination. Of game manager. Yep, that's not good. Um, you're right. My, my dude keeping it rolling on the basketball would just be, again, BC basketball Jeez, in general. This is it. This is it. I care. I, I know you don't care, but but I care. Uh, maybe people don't care about the, all the Adazio love that you have, but I'm not going to call you out for that. 
that's a good point. That's probably BC, true. <laughs> BC basketball again, starting up three and uh, three convincing wins. Yeah, not against anyone great, but these are games that uh, I think really over the past, you know, probably since Reggie Jackson, are games that we kind of claw through, if not lose. Uh, this is really the first time in a long time that we've come out and, and, you know, had three consecutive convincing 20 point wins, gotten the walk on some, some mop up duty. So that's a nice, uh, a nice feeling. It, it's, it's a much different look than, than what we're used to. So hopefully we're about to turn a corner here. Uh, you know, it won't take a, a whole lot to see some significant progress. So when, my, my hope is real game. Postseason play. Uh, real game. I think we play, I think we play Providence in the pre, in the uh, pre ACC season, but we played Duke pretty early this year. Uh, we'll we'll talk we'll talk more basketball once they they play a non high school team. Matt. Okay, Matt. Um, okay, looking forward to that. <laughs> they play uh, they play Providence they play Providence in ten days, and they play it. Texas Tech this week. Okay, all right. They play I'll Texas Tech on, on Saturday. If they so. beat Texas Tech, and I don't know how good they are, but if they beat Texas Tech, I'll uh, I'll allow yeah. Next in, week's in, pod. in the next ten days, we got Texas Tech, Providence, Nebraska, and then Duke on December 9th. So we got we got some good stuff coming down the pipeline. Providence, huh? What are you guys selling? Cannolis or something? Yep, there you go. Uh, all right, that's, let's. That's from the departed. Yeah, uh, when you get, your, hey, you get your dude, right? Yeah, can I do my dude? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, my dude, let me pull it up. Oh, uh, so we're, we're just kind of switching gears to UConn here. Um, this season has been so stressful. Every game, this is kind of a vacation week. I know we had the bye recently, but this is like a real, there's a BC game, but it's still kind of like a vacation because there's absolutely no way we lose to UConn. I'm going to jinx it, but. I, I'm just, Matt, just let me finish. I'm, I'm so much looking forward to Saturday. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a social event. And who cares about the game? Because we're going to win by a million. And it's just going to be a fun day at Yard House, fun day at the stadium. You know, take me out to the ballpark. It's going to be great, Matt. So that's my dude. I'm looking forward to having a nice, relaxing Saturday. Not Doesn't worrying about this... football, just watching. Yeah, and, and I don't want to spoil too much UConn talk because I, I... – you know, ultimately agree with with everything you're saying here, but there is a very small part of my brain, probably like less than one percent, that is scared to death of, of a game like this and how embarrassing it would be. And the only reason I'm scared is because again, Brown is is hurt, uh, and the potential for bad weather is is somewhat of a of an equalizer. So there is a there is a I'll, universe in which we could possibly lose, and that would be that would be just about as as bad as as anything I've had to experience as a BC fan. I'll I'll put my money where my mouth is here. If we lose to UConn on Saturday. Yeah, should be fired on the spot. Wow. He, shouldn't, he shouldn't be allowed back on the bus. That's Better something. First. That, yeah. that is that is something. That's how word not word I am All about, right. about the game on Saturday. So that's my dude. Just looking forward to just a, a AJ Dillon fest. Haven't seen, seen Connecticut's some old finest friends. by the way. Connecticut's finest running all over his uh, his home state team. I'm looking forward to that too as a Connecticut. And guy. and by the way, Adazio also a Connecticut guy. A lot of roots mm-hmm. in the in, in Connecticut. So uh, no chance they lose. Just just should be a great day on Saturday. I can't wait. Yeah, I agree. I think with that, let's let's get into UConn talk. I'll start it off with a fun fact because I'm not going to steal yours this week. Uh, fun fact, again, I'm a Connecticut guy. Got to love in-state tuition. If I decided to go to UConn instead of BC, I would have saved my parents over $200,000 uh, over the course of four years. So sorry, mom and dad. Uh, I know you guys listen sometimes. I'll take you out to dinner or something sometime to make up for that $200,000 that uh, you guys could have saved. So I appreciate it. Well, well, think about the investment side of it. You probably would have broken even. You know, because you would be unemployed and probably working at, I don't know what UConn grads don't, do. Man, don't but. you dare, don't you dare hate on Hartford and all the jobs in the insurance industry in the insurance city. I will, I, I'll, I'll let you say a lot of things. I will not let you besmirch Hartford on this podcast. So, so Matt is a closet UConn fan, which puts him in a tough spot as far as rooting interests go this weekend. Um, that's big so news, that's, but yeah, keep that's, going. That's my fun fact. Um, another fun fact is the university. And for anyone that knows Mudstock, this is uh, an interesting copycat situation. 
The university hosts the largest mud volleyball tournament in the nation called Ooze Ball. O-O-Z-E Ball that draws thousands of people every year. Yeah, thousands of, of students that enter. I don't think there's spectators. Man, no, it's just students. It's just students. Anyway, it's, yep. it's, a, it's a direct ripoff of, of BC's mud stock. Well, I'm going to disagree with you there, but I like where your head's at. What's how? Just how's that? What do you mean? I mean, I think theirs has been around for uh, for a much longer time. I think we just have a mud volleyball tournament. I think I think ours has probably come a little late. Now, why don't you see if you can maybe give the university a call, see if you can retroactively transfer to UConn. Just go there, and then we never would have met. And that sure, that would be nice. We wouldn't be wasting my time talking to UConn on a podcast with you. <laughs> All right. Any other fun um, facts? No, that 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 was my one. Um, by the way, BC was founded in 1863. UConn was founded in. Do you know? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm also going gonna, gonna to wager to guess that we were playing mud I'm volleyball hoping afterwards. in 1863. I think we were doing it before UConn. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, Disagree, but okay. All right. That is that is the fun facts. Uh, Those were fun. We will jump into the UConn alumni now. Matt, why don't you kick it off? Sure. So I'll go with the biggest name here by far. Uh, Meg Ryan, first overall pick. Uh, I would say definitely the biggest all-time celebrity coming out of coming out of UConn. Uh, haven't hasn't haven't seen her in a movie in many years, but of course she was uh, famous for many of her performances in the '90s. Feel like every movie Tom Hanks was in in the '90s, she uh, also got to play a role in. So shout out Meg Ryan. Matt had the misfortune of of catching You Got Mail once. Yep. Um, talk about just the worst movie ever. You get the you know, it's it's they they write emails to each other, but they don't know who they are, and they talk in their head in like that that over overtone voice, whatever like the whatever it's called. You got but mail. Well, that too. Is that what you're talking? But, about? Oh, okay. No, it's like they're they're thinking, well, they're typing it out, but they're also saying it out loud. You gotta watch the movie. It's just it's it's the worst movie ever. I don't understand it. Other than they're emailing a lot, they don't like each other. But at the end, I think they do like each other. And that is, by the way, that is Tom Hanks. So there you go. That's what I'm exactly. I don't know what else Meg Ryan's in. Maybe Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in is that Seattle. The other one? Yep. Also All Tom right. Hanks. And those are the two actually, that I know. Are those are those sequels? Anyone know? I don't know. Sound uh, off. Sound off in the comments. Uh, <laughs> what is the one of those movies? Goo Goo Dolls does a lot of the soundtracks for, and I don't know if it's. I'm not sure which one that is. So. Um. Okay. Yeah. You know what you oh, keep going. Yeah, it's not. You got mail. I don't think. Is it Sleepless in Seattle? Seattle? I, I feel like it's a Matt, '90s movie that I think Tom Hanks and/or Meg Ryan is in. Matt, we're gonna keep going here. Keep rolling. Yep, um, let's keep rolling. I'm gonna go with. Uh, in my two hole here, I will go with. Uh, let's see. Bob's Discount Furniture Guy. Yeah, love Bob. So, I mean, if, if you're from New England, I think it's New England, right? It's New England, New York, too. I see it in New York all the time now. I don't those, know if you have uh, it in Jersey, but yeah. No, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen those. But big those commercials are, yep. are, I think they're actually pretty funny. You got the little Bob. Sometimes he's animated, um, but obviously, you know, he's done pretty good for himself building that uh, that furniture empire. Great stores. Great yeah, stores, by the way. Yeah, keep absolutely. going if you're going to get on that. No, Matt, why don't you participate here? Well, you know, I'm a Connecticut guy, and I obviously I know he's in Mass, too. But, yeah, they have mini golf. They have free candy. Uh, just a great time if you have to go furniture shopping. As oh, a, the, uh, as they a, have the yeah. IMAX theater, the too, IMAX. right? No, that's Jordan's. Oh, wow. Which is better. Yep. Jordan's is Jordan's is like the yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Is, okay, the, okay. is the slightly richer Bob's. Because I was going to say, if you've been in New Haven, there's like this rock climbing wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Jordan's. It, that's, that's a Jordan's furniture. Jordan's. So, Love Jordan's. Um, yeah, Jordan. I don't know where he went. Probably I, I don't know, Matt. He's got a ponytail. Uh, probably be you. <laughs> that was funny, Matt. Thanks. Uh, in my three-hole here, I'm going to go with Kevin McDonald, who is probably the opposite of Bob. Bob's just kind of this fun-loving furniture guy. Kevin McDonald um, is a psychology professor um, who recently published a trilogy that proves 
that the Jews are genetically driven to destroy Western societies. Yikes. So that's that's the type of uh, human being that Yukon is spitting out. That is not good. That's a bad look for the Huskies. Yeah. Was he a recent yeah. alumnus? Um, I think he was from the 70s, but he's like one of those like alt-right Nazi kind of guys. Sure. So. All right, well, I guess I'm glad I spent the extra 200k to, to not uh, matriculate the same university as that guy. There you go. And, and BC, by the way, I mean, it's not a, it's not like a Jew, a Jew fest. Can I say Jew fest? Yeah, whatever. But, you know, but, you know we're, we're certainly a little more friendly than that. So Definitely. Um, all right, we'll get off that, and we'll move to my, <laughs> to my uh, fourth pick. I'm going to go Bobby Moynihan, uh, the SNL uh, cast member. He's been on the show for a really long time. I think he might have been one of the longest running behind Keenan. Uh, most notable probably for Drunk Uncle. I think that's probably his most recognizable skit. Just a very funny guy. I will say it's, he's, he's slightly advantaged because of the fact that he is overweight. I think fat people are just always going to be funnier than, than not fat people. Obviously, Chris Farley is a great example of that, uh, as well as a, a whole host of others. But Bobby Moynihan is, is one of the, the favorites uh, of this generation for me. He was on my list. Because um, I thought he was the guy from the internship, the guy that works at Google and has the headphones. No, that's nope, different that's not guy. him. Yep, different, different guy. guy. So also, Pat from Josh Gad, also a Pat. Exactly. Funny guy. I crossed yep. him off my list after that. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and I got one more, right? Yep. All right. So I and, and you know that my rule here is I normally don't like to go uh, with football alumni, but I have to give a little love to Dan Orlovsky, uh, former UConn great, former NFL backup great. Uh, most notable for two things. One, he got UConn their first ever bowl in. It was actually the Motor City Bowl in Detroit over Toledo, I want to say. That's going off memory. Uh, good job by me. Again, I grew up a UConn fan in UConn country. Uh, but I would say throughout the rest of the world, he is much more known as the quarterback who stepped out of the back of the end zone while uh, scrambling. Yes, that's as how a, I know As a him. Lions player against the Vikings. Just an all-time, all-time, all-time bad quarterback play there. Uh, so he will always have a have a space in the backup quarterback Hall of Fame. He he is one of the ultimate lions, I would say, from oh, completely. That, that stretch of time where they just couldn't win a single game. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good one there, Matt. Um, in my six hole, I'm going to go with uh, a guy by the name of Charlie Villanueva. Okay. Who, uh, obviously was was a basketball player, but more importantly, he's he has not a single follicle of hair on his body. True. Um, just a scary, scary guy. Um, he also, Matt, he also has three brothers. They're all named Roberto. Okay. So, and so Charlie's the Roberto. Exactly. Yeah, probably because he, he had no hair. Yeah, um, that, that, would, that could do it. Kevin Garnett um, once called him a cancer to the league. Not oh, a cancer patient. He allegedly. Called him a cancer allegedly. to the league and to society. So, yeah, it depends, who you, it depends who you believe there, but okay. Hey, fair foul. I think that's okay to say. Uh, you know, so kudos to KG there. That's just some good old fashioned trash talk. Maybe, there, maybe a little over the line, but all right, we'll go with it. Uh, and then the other honorable mention here, you got to give some, some love to George Springer. Uh, did he, he won MVP, right? Uh, man, I, I don't know. I think he won a I, World, I series, he, World yeah, Series MVP, he, he not, he not regular season, but yeah, I think he won World Series MVP, uh, a UConn baseball graduate. They've got a couple good, a uh, couple good professional, uh, baseball players. Matt Barnes, relief pitcher Awful for the Sox, haircut. actually stinks, but, uh, Awful still haircut a good time making it to the league. Yeah, but he's not a bad-looking guy overall. Yeah, uh, it's a bad haircut, Matt. Haircut. Okay. Well, again, as a baseball player, words. yeah, but as a baseball player, you don't see that often. You know, if you're yeah, a basketball exactly. player, that's, you can't get away with that. But but that's what happens. You take off the the you take off the biscuit, and you see you see the hair like that, and it's just it, I don't know. It really freaked me out the first time I saw it. Maybe it's he's just hair. No, it's like it's meant that it's meant to be like that. Okay. He's, it's like he's from the Jersey Shore. Um, okay. So uh, tough. That's my that's talking talking George Springer. All right. Um, What's what's next, Matt? Let's do some uh, let's do some tailgate ability rankings. Okay, but it's actually RV rankings, right? 
Oh shoot! Travel ability rankings. Good it's, point. It's, it's the whole, an away the whole, game. Yeah, the whole the whole Boston <laughs> uh, fact is getting a little confusing here. But okay, so, travel ability so, rankings. And, and the way this works is, would how many RVs would you want to take to Fenway Park? Out of five. Out of five. And, and you, you can do partial traffic. Yep. You're thinking traffic. You're thinking maybe not a great tailgating scene. Um, you know, there's not a lot of grass around. You know, Fenway. Um, Except in the outfield. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Matt, let me just let me just say it. it's out of five. Yeah, it's out of five. Yep. I'm going to give it a 4.7. Okay. Um, I'm just, I, I said it earlier, but you know, this, this game's obviously been, you know, crossed on my, crossed, crossed, uh, what's, how do you say that? Crossed on my calendar? Is that... Circled. I think circled on circled your calendar. Yeah. Crosses the for. opposite. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's been circled for a while. Um, you know, last or two years ago, I guess at this point, we just had a great time at Yard House for the day. Um, watched a very surprising, um, BC near, nearly pulled it out against Notre Dame out of nowhere, which would have been awesome, but, you know, very entertaining game, but just a great day at Yard House, you know, spent probably nine hours there. And, um, again, just, just some a great of us, time. Some of us so everyone's, yeah. Yeah. Is that you? Is that you, Rebe? Uh, I think it was probably all of us, but yeah, uh, I'm kind of referring to myself here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I did too also, but, yeah. uh, you see it, you know, a ton of, ton of old friends and just a, just a great day. So, um, Fenway Park is obviously the, uh, you know, that is, that is Boston. Haven't been to Boston in a minute, man. I, I don't know if you have either. Probably since uh, I guess yeah, it's Notre Dame. Notre right? Dame. Notre Dame would have been it. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're, we're overdue for for a visit. So I got four point seven. All right. I like that. that. I like that score. So I'm I'm very excited for this as well. I have this at four point two, uh, which is still a very high score. I'll say I'm a little bit disappointed because obviously when this game was was originally scheduled, it was it was supposed to be at Rensselaer, uh in East Hartford, Connecticut, which is just about ten minutes from uh, you know, where I grew up, you know, where my parents house still is. Uh, so I was very excited for a few reasons. One, it was just kind of, kind of be the home base for, you know, our, our group of BC 2013. We were going to have, you know, some, some friends staying at the house and then shooting over to the, uh, to the tailgate lot, potentially getting, getting one of our sponsors to kind of hook us up with the tailgate or, or maybe a box or something like that. Uh, we obviously have a lot of Hartford money in this podcast, so good job by us, but, but that's not to be so. Uh, definitely a little disappointed there, but overall still high score. It will be a, a lot of fun. The weather is every minute I check, it's getting a little bit better. Uh, it's slowly pushing off. So I'm thinking we should be dry for at least most of the game. Now our seats are under the overhang, which is, which is fortunate, but uh 4.2, it's, it's definitely going to be an awesome day. I agree a hundred percent with that. Uh, Matt, I, I didn't do any research as far as, as far as UConn football goes. Here's what I know. I know that we weren't that great last year, and we beat them by a million. We, what did we shoot? We shut them out, right? Thirty to nothing. Thirty to nothing. Yep. So if you extrapolate that with this year's team, I, I don't want to give away my score prediction just yet, but um, I don't think this game's ever in question. I think we give it to it, it's 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 like Central Michigan. If Central Michigan, um, if like you cut off the legs of of all their players, yep. UConn it stinks so bad. They gave up seventy points to Memphis. Um, I, I I don't really have much else in, in the way of X's and O's here, Matt. We should win this game by a million. I'm not worried about about anything they can do on offense or defense. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty much right there with you. Uh, again, obviously, thirty nothing last year. Shout out to Patrick Tolls, uh, former guest and a huge fan of our Twitter game, by the way. Just an awesome guy. Uh, anyways, Randy Edsel, former neighbor, now the head coach back at UConn again. Uh, I think that he ultimately will be a good hire, um, but. He certainly, I don't think, has the team where, where they should be yet. Vegas. I miss, this, I miss Diaco. I Diaco is a character. Yeah, I would love to have a BC-UConn rivalry trophy, like the Civil Conflict. Uh, but I guess we'll, we'll never have that pleasure in our, live, uh, in our lives. But uh, Vegas has this as a 22-point favorite, which is just crazy high for, again, quite frankly, a team without a starting quarterback uh, who didn't look awesome the week before. So 
you got to follow the money. If they have us at 22 points, they know that UConn is, is just so bad. Uh, I think Dylan, Remember, the Connecticut boy, runs for 10,000 yards, and, and, you know, it's really never in doubt. Uh, was it was Wade starting when we beat Howard by 76? Uh, I believe he would have been, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so, it must so have been Wade. That's, I think that's my I think it's 76 to nothing. I think that's the okay. score, Matt. All right. Not, I mean, not I, actually. I, th- I think <laughs> I think it's going to be – I don't have a score-ready, Matt, but why don't you, why don't you give, give me yours first so I sure. can adjust mine as necessary. Yeah, so, so the only thing I'll say is that we're on somewhat of a quarterback watch. Obviously, we have Wade – uh, getting the ball. Oh, Jeff the Smith, by the way. Well, I, I uh, think I think Jeff Smith should be the backup, but right now it's EJ Perry, the freshman. Who let me just say, and EJ Perry uh, should be a black guy. Like I thought for sure that he was a dual threat <laughs> quarterback. Every wait, single time his name was brought what, up. What if you add in the fourth, EJ Perry, the fourth? Eh, that hurts a little that, bit. That that whites him up a little bit. Right? Yeah, that does. That does. That's true. But I, I read this all week, being like, oh, we just have you know basically like a, another dual threat quarterback. How, how about for sure. how about when you realized he's from Andover, Massachusetts? I did not realize that either. So shout out to you. Really? Uh, Are you kidding? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I that's, that's I don't really pay attention to like our I mean, third. I don't really pay attention to like our third string recruits. I also don't care about John Fadul, who's now out for the year either. But uh, anyways, I would like to see Jeff Smith be the be the backup and just run the Tyler Murphy offense. But uh, if it's Perry, it's Perry, and you know whatever, get a little more expert uh, experience under his belt. Prediction time. I think Dylan runs all over them. Uh, I, I really don't think they can do much in the way of stopping us or scoring on us. They obviously couldn't last year. I'm gonna go. Uh, 42 to seven. I think we score more than we did last year. And I think we just kind of let the reins off a little bit at the end and they happen to grab, grab seven points, 42 to seven. Feel pretty confident about that 35 point win, uh, comfortably covering the spread and, and we all go home happy. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's good. I think they're pissed off, Matt. I, I think they'll, they'll run up the score. Um, and I think we have, even our backups are, are actually pretty good. There's a deeper, I'm talking purely offense because I don't think UConn has, has much in the way of offense. So, uh, I, I think that, you know, we could probably get into the fifties on them. I'm going to say 52 to six is my guess. I, th- I, I think it. everyone's, everyone's fired up and, and, but we're, we're on the same wavelength. It's going to be a lot to a little, um, shout out EJ Perry, by the way, end of a high guy. Uh, hopefully we don't see him yet. Uh, I don't want to burn his red shirt just, just yet. Uh, hopefully that, you know, Wade between Wade and Smith, they should be able to carry the load. Smith, by the way, has a perfect QBR, I believe, still, right? I, that, that sounds about right to me. And he's got he's got three touchdowns or something. I don't know the actual stats, but uh, I think he can do a lot of damage against a team like this. Maybe bring back Flutie. I don't know, Matt, but um, you know, between Wade and, uh, and Smith, they shouldn't have any issues and should be able to treat it kind of like a gear-up game for uh, for Syracuse, hopefully. So, um, But it'll be a fun day, and, uh, and BC by a billion. Yeah, I feel good about that. Uh, thanks again for listening. Another fun episode. Uh, not sure what we're going to do next week yet with the, with the holiday, but we'll uh, we'll keep you posted if we end up recording or not. Uh, but but if we don't, we're going to make sure to get all of our alumni out on Twitter and Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. If you're in Boston for the game on Saturday, uh, swing by Yard House. We'll definitely have a, a big 2013 contingent there. Uh, plenty of maroon and gold all day, so it should be an awesome time up at the friendly Fenway. Uh, and let's let's all uh, get excited for a big BC win. It's always a great day to be a dude. Yeah.